0: your Bible. Go with me, if you will, to the book of John. The book of John. It's not in my notes. They may put it up there. They may not. I'm going to be reading John chapter 1, verse 1. I'm going to also be reading John chapter 1, verse 12. I'm going to be reading John chapter 1, verse 14. So that's John 1, 1, John 1, 12, John 1, 14, and then we'll go from there. Now, we've been in a series about wisdom. Have you been enjoying the series on wisdom? Yes. yes. Okay, so we're going to continue on these, on those lines. Now, if you're a note taker, get something out to write on because we are going to help your life today. Okay, we're going to help you today. So one of the things that I want you to understand this morning is that when you, when you begin to make, when Solomon begins to make these statements about life, there's certain things that he puts in this book of Proverbs that we've been talking about that are critical for you and I to get a hold of. Because here's what I want you to understand. If we can get a hold of the wisdom principles that he's outlined in this area of the Bible and if we're able to live those this is what it does. It enables you to be able to make better decisions, move forward in your life, watch and not be a victim to bad situations around you. How do you know wisdom? Wisdom is God's Ability to work in you and through you concerning your life. And I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but in today's culture, whether you're a business owner, whether you are a person who's navigating through life, through parenting, relationships, marriage, wherever you may be, can I be honest with you? You need wisdom in your life. Come on, everybody say wisdom. You need wisdom in your life. Now, what's important is that, this is what I want you to understand. Is that through that wisdom that comes through your life, you begin to manifest, watch, the information and the thinking of God. So this is what John 1, 1 says. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay, watch. In the beginning was the word. The, that word, word right there is referring to Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Listen, you want definitions. I'm going to give you definitions. That word, Word, that word, Word, in the Greek means logos, but it also means, there's a prefix before it, it means halologos. Let me explain to you what that means. It means the intelligence and the mind of God. In the beginning was the intelligence of God. In the beginning was the intelligence of God. How many believe God just isn't real smart? How many believe God is all-knowing? Is that right? He's just not smart. He's all-knowing. And how many know that God knows what we don't know? And how many know we need to know some things that He knows about our situation in our life? So in the beginning was the intelligence of God. Now look at verse 12. Okay, look at verse 12. But as many as received him, to those he gave the power to become the children of God. So watch, watch. Let me break this down for you. For those that receive the wisdom of God, the intelligence of God, are empowered to become the children of God. Now let me explain to you what I mean by that. Don't relegate that to just having Jesus in your heart because it is more than that. Those that received him had the life of God and those that had the life of God had the information of God working in their life. Watch, watch. In the beginning was the word. The word was God, the word was with God, right? The intelligence of God. The intelligence of God. And when that is received in your heart, And when the wisdom of God is received in your heart, guess what it does? It empowers you to live at a certain level that you couldn't live without it. Now, here's the kicker. You ready for this? Everybody look at your pastor. Everybody look at me just for a moment. How many know when Jesus was in heaven with God, how many know that was really powerful? Is that right? But how many know when he came to earth and became a man and died on the cross for us when he became flesh and blood like you and I how many know that was more powerful than it was just him being in heaven how many know that's more powerful why because listen when he came to earth you and I received the benefits of his life so he watch the power of the life of Jesus is awesome in heaven but can I say this to you it is magnified when he came to the earth because we can experience that life in our life Verse fourteen, watch, and the Word became flesh. Jesus, Jesus became flesh, and and dwelt among us. How, listen, that baby, that baby is beautiful. You don't worry, that mama. You, how many know we celebrate babies crying in church? That means we've got families in the church, and we want families in our church. So don't you worry. Let that baby cry. All right. Okay. Listen. You ready for this? You ready for this? Okay and when the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who became father who came from the father full of grace and truth everybody look at your pastor when jesus became flesh we were able to receive the value of his life right through the sacrifice of the cross See, pastor why is that important Because when you receive the words and the intelligence of God and you begin to apply them to your life, watch, these words are no longer just something that is written in a Bible, but when you begin to apply the words of wisdom to your life, the word begins to take on flesh and you begin to overcome the things that you did not overcome before you had those words working in your life. How many know the word is powerful in this book? but how many you know it's more powerful when it's demonstrated in your life? Yes. How many you know we're good at reading it, but how many you know that we get better in our life when we live it? Yes. I said, how many you know it's great when we read it? How many you know we really accelerate when we, when we begin to live it? Yes. You feel the benefit of it. Now watch, that word glory... And we have seen His glory when Jesus became flesh, right? When Jesus became flesh, is it hot in here? I'm so hot. Listen, I'm old. I'm so hot. I don't know what that that is on. Can somebody check that, Joe? Can somebody check that thermostat? And make sure I don't look. I'm Hispanic. I like it hot, but I, I'm just saying. I'm like I'm like hot. I don't even know what it's on. And y'all may be like, Pastor, it's comfortable. Well, okay, that's good. All right, we have seen His glory. We have everybody say glory. Come, I say glory. glory write this down write this down if you're a note taker write it down that word glory means power and value it means power and value watch when you begin to live out the words of wisdom of God in your life you begin to feel the value of what it brings to your life are you learning this morning are you learning it's important that you learn now watch let's keep going let's keep going and this is what's critical for us. Because Solomon makes a statement in Proverbs. He says in Proverbs 4, verse 20, he says, above all else, above all else, he says, guard your heart. Guard your heart with everything that you have. Because from your heart, your life, everything that is in your life flows from your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. And what he is saying to you, you and I, he doesn't say to just to, you know, guard this, guard that. He says, I want you to understand to be a wise person in this earth, to be a wise person in this earth, what I need you to do is I need you to guard your heart. To guard your heart. Why? Why? Why do I need to guard my heart? Because everything that is in your life comes from your heart, good or not so good. Everything that is in your life, everything, flows from this. This is the centerpiece of your existence. This is what motivates your inclinations. This is what causes the leanings in the direction of your life, right here, right here. So what he is saying He's saying above everything else you do in your life, the one thing I want you to do is I want you to make sure that you guard your heart. Because out of your heart determines the boundaries of your life, the scope of your life, the flow of your life is right here. Guard your heart. That word guard, literally it's a military term and it speaks of being able to have it speaks of being able to have, like, soldiers guarding a castle or a gate. It really means to protect. So what he is saying to you and I, it's a military term, and he's saying, what I want you to do is I want you to protect your heart. Protect it. And most of us in this room, when we say protect it, we're, we, we automatically default or relegate that to protect it from hurt, protect it from, you know, this or from that. But can I say this to you? You have to protect it from everything that drives your life to the point where it is moving against the flow that God has for a purpose in your own life. You got to guard your heart. That's right. Guard your heart. Why? Because from it, everything of your life Flows. So you say, Pastor, how do I guard my heart? How do I guard my heart? I just don't let anybody in? Come on, because that's what we do. If we get hurt relationally, we're like, I ain't ever going to let anybody in my heart ever again, bless his heart. Isn't that what we do? I'm never going to let anybody close. Nobody's ever going to come into my heart relationally ever again. So what we do is we punish present people over past people you hear what i said we punish present people that god wants to bring in our life because of what past people did see it's not not letting anybody close it's guarding your heart and having the right people there right so how do you guard your heart very quickly we got to be done in like 10 minutes you ready by asking yourself five questions this is how to guard your heart by asking yourself five questions who what when where and why guard your heart by what who, what, when, where, and why? Who are you listening to? What are you saying? Where are you looking? When do you, when do you plan your path? And why do you stray? Who, what, when, where, why? That's the five ways that you guard your heart. The five ways you guard your heart. So let's start very quickly. We'll move very quick, quickly through these. How many know that's a great strategy? About two of you. Thank you very much okay that's a, i'm happy I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you like that right you ready okay who that's your first one who who are you listening to how many know that is important now that's fine in proverbs 4 20, 21. watch this because all these are located right in that same scripture because i didn't make that up i didn't make that up that is the pattern after from verse 20 to the end of proverbs chapter 4 he asked those four those five questions so here you go. He says, "My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words, and do not let them leave your sight. Keep them in your heart, and they will be life to those who find them, and health to the ones, who, and health to one's whole body." Watch, watch the cycle. Watch the cycle. One, pay attention. Pay attention. Two, listen. Three. Hold on to them. Don't let them out of your sight. Four, keep them in your heart. That's not just four steps. That's a cycle. That's a cycle. That is a cycle. And if you do those four things, guess what happens? You manifest the wisdom of God in your life. Did you hear that? If you do those four things, you manifest the wisdom of God in your life. So the first principle is who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Here's the principle of listening. You ready for this? Write this down if you're a note taker. Whoever has your ear has your future. Write it down. Whoever has your ear has your future. Whoever you're listening to, whatever you're listening to, good or bad, will determine your future. You cannot live well with bad information. You can't live well with bad information. One of the most important decisions you'll ever make in your life is who you listen to in your life. It's one of the most important things you'll ever you'll ever hear or ever have to one of the most important decisions you will ever make in your entire life. If you're if you are going to guard your heart, right? And move into the next season of your life you have to get rid of the cynical voices that are preventing you from being who God has called you to be who are you listening to what are you listening to who are you listening to what are you listening to so important that you understand that because how many know that if you're listening to people who don't speak the right things into your life, it can hurt you more than it can help you? The question is, how do you know? How do you know who you should be listening to? How do you know who's, who's the right person that is in your ear? I'm going to tell you. Here's the answer. Everybody watch me. You ready? By what awakens in you when they speak to you? How do you know what, the right people in your life? By what comes alive inside of you when they speak to you? if you're talking to somebody and they speak to your purpose and inside of you comes the life of god the dreams of god the potential of god then that is what we call the right voice and how many know if you talk to somebody and they speak to you and it makes you feel bad about yourself about your future or cynicism how many know wrong voice because how many know some people when they speak to you they say things that you're trying to and when they speak to you things come up inside of you that you're trying to keep in solitary confinement. How many know that's true? Somebody can say things to you and you just want to fight them. Uh Uh-huh. Some people say things to you you want to cuss them. Why? Wrong voice. Wrong thing. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? How do I know who I'm supposed to be listening to, Pastor? Right? How do I know? By what they awaken inside of you. You see, you have to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. You have to understand something. Please listen. When people speak to you, please listen. The voice, the human voice is a vehicle to the human spirit people's voice is the vehicle to the human spirit what i mean by that is when people speak to you right when they when they speak words to you they're not just words according to the bible words have life and they have death to them because when people use speech good or bad they transfer their mood to you they transfer their mood to you have you ever spoken to somebody and you were in a good mood, and by the time you got done talking to them, you were in a bad mood? Right? Because people's speech transfers their mood. It transfers their mood. Have you ever spoke somebody has spoken to you, right? And you were like in a down place, and by the time they got done speaking to you, you felt like you were in place again, and there was light back inside it, and you. you can move forward. Why? Because they transferred the right mood to you. Can I say this to you? You have to have enough courage inside of you that if somebody's not speaking the life of God inside of you or anything that matches up to you, you just got to ask them politely, please don't speak that into my life because I am guarding my heart. How many know you got to have that much courage? I said, you got to have that much courage. And if you're a person in this room that speaks ill things to people, if you're that person, we're going to talk about you in a moment. Who are you listening to? Number two. You ready? Here's number two. What are you saying? Proverbs four twenty four. Proverbs four verse twenty four. This is what he says in Proverbs four twenty four. You guys have that? Okay. Okay. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. I don't even want to say anything about any of this. What? Okay listen what you say what you say does not impact your heart what you say out of your mouth doesn't impact your heart it reveals your heart it doesn't impact your heart but it reveals your heart okay so this is what i want you to understand I was looking up this definition, perverse, because we look at that, we're like, you read that, you're like, okay, keep your mouth free from perversity. We're like, well, I don't even know what that means, okay? Perversity really means speech that is contrary to what somebody has purposed. I'll just bring it biblically, what God has purposed in your life. It's perversity, or it's contrary to what a person is in their own life. So really what he is saying is that you and I, you and I should never speak ill of people. No matter if we like them or don't like them, what he is saying to you, there should be no contrary speech about people that you do not like or agree with. That's what he saying. And can I just be honest with you? Can I just go a little old school on you just for a moment? If you look up Ephesians, I'm gonna read it to you. If you look at the book of Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 29, watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it on you. You ready? Chapter 4, verse 29, let me read it to you. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary for edification that it may impart grace to a hearer. How many know that if we want to be self-disciplined people and salt-of-the-earth people, then we should not let unwholesome things come out of our mouth about people or situations or things that we don't agree with or don't like in our life? It got quiet up in here. You're like, Pastor, can we go back to praise and worship? We like praise and worship better. Okay? You ready for this? You ready for this? I know we've got sipping saints and God bless you. I don't care. Do what you need to do, do you, right? But now it's gone from sipping saints to cussing saints. And I know, I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying, yes, I am saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying it doesn't come out now and then. But when it becomes part of your language... It's not, it's not, listen, it just reveals where you are. And I'm not saying that to come, what I'm saying to you is that you have to let the Holy Spirit inside your heart and say, God, take that ill hurt out of my heart or that frustration out of my heart or that irritation out of my heart because that is where it is originating from and I don't want that to come out of my mouth. I know we may slip up and I know we may come out. And I know we get anger. And I know they may deserve it. But can I be honest with you? That if you allow God to change your heart and get free from the things that drive that, then that no wholesome word will come out of your mouth concerning that person, even if they deserve it. I'm going to clap for myself. Just because I feel I need, to, I need my own energy up here when I talk like that. Because some of are like, well, you don't even know. I may not, but I'm just saying. Right? How many? Of you, it's not easy. It's not easy, okay? Matthew 15. We got to move very quickly. Matthew 15. You ready? Matthew 15. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Out of the what? Heart. Murder, adultery, immorality, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. Where does it come from? This is Jesus saying. It. This is Jesus. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not bother anybody. He's like eating. He's like eating a cheeseburger may clog your arteries. He's, but what really defiles the human heart, the life is what comes out of their heart. So all Jesus says, he says, listen, listen, watch your pastor. I don't want you to modify your behavior. I'm gonna stop cussing. I'm gonna stop cussing. I'm gonna stop cussing. I'm stop cuffing. Cussing. I'm stop cussing. I'm stop cussing. And somebody makes you mad, you're like, there you go. Right? Right? You're like, well, I, he deserved it. Right? Maybe so. You know what he says? I don't want you to modify your behavior. All I want you to do is I want you to let me in your heart and change that part. Of your life. If you will let the Holy Spirit into your life and that area and submit to Him, guess what will happen? And let Him form that part of your life. Guess what will happen? Things will begin to change and speech. Your speech will begin to change. It'll begin to change. It'll begin to change. change. Are, Are you with me? I'm not after perfection. God's not after perfection. God's not that after perfection. There's some times in your life when you're gonna say some choice things. And I'm not giving you permission. What I'm saying to you is that we can be better than that. Yes, Let me try this. I got a little icy over there, okay? Let me try it over. Nico, Pastor Nico, follow me. You ready? I said, we can be better than that. Yes. Some of like, Pastor, I don't wanna be better today. That's next week. <laughs> Listen. Guard your heart. With all diligence, don't let the wrong people speak into your life and guard what you say by not modifying your behavior but welcoming the presence of God into your heart so you will speak the right things and not the wrong things. Are you with me? And you can get in a heated argument and can I just say this to you? You can get, if you're married, sometimes you can get in a heated argument. If you're dating somebody, you're in a relationship with somebody, you can get in a heated argument. I say, push the pause button. Think before you speak. Ask God to let your patience come down. Lower your voice and speak words of kindness and grace. And you will, you will win that. It's not even about winning, but you will win that conversation because you're not feeding that fire. Come on, listen, listen to me. I don't even have time to teach this. What time is it, 11, 12? Okay, listen, you ready for this? In order for spirits to agree, in order for spirits to exist, they have to have agreement. Listen to me. In order for spiritual things to exist, they have to have agreement. So in order for anger to exist in your heart, you have to agree with it. In order for bitterness to to exist in your heart, you have to agree with it. And if you agree with it, you give it permission for it to begin to activate or live inside of your life, in your heart. That's the only way spiritual things can exist. The only way the Holy Spirit can exist in your heart is you have to agree with the Holy Spirit. The only way that patience can live in your heart is you have to agree with the work of patience through the grace of God inside your own heart. Are are you hearing the point? Are you hearing me? So when you get into an argument with somebody, in order for anger and hurt and words to exist and so you have to engage it by agreeing with that spirit that that person is giving off. And if you agree with it, then that anger and that hurt comes out in the conversation because you participated in the agreement of it. But if you disengage, if you say kindness, you actually disempower it because you're not giving it the right and the permission for it to come into the conversation or into your life. I'm telling you right now, I'm teaching a lot better than y'all are responding. It don't even matter at this point. I know y'all love me and I love you. I feel like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood right now. Okay, you ready? (laughs) Number three, number three, where are you looking? Where are you looking? Number three, where are you looking? Okay, Proverbs 4 verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. Let your eyes, okay, look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. Listen, can I be honest with you? You have to be careful what you look at because it is a gateway to your heart. Listen, please listen to your pastor. Okay, you ready? Your heart does not want what it wants. Your heart wants what it is fed. your heart doesn't want what it wants your heart wants what it is fed so one of the ways you feed your heart is not just what people say to you not what you say but it's also what you view okay I think if I wasn't a pastor, I think I would be one or two things. I would be an undercover DEA agent because I think that would be really exciting. I would love to do that, right? Or I'd be a criminologist. I just want to know, why did you do that, right? I just want to know, okay? Like what made you freak, okay? And I just want to get inside your brain and figure that out. And so what I've learned over the course of time is that what people look at over time, over time, over time, really, and what they feed their eyes, really becomes the desire of their heart. It becomes the desire of their heart. That's why Jesus said what he said every time jesus speaks about us in the new testament he never deals with our behavior he deals with this this is why i keep teaching our church this god doesn't deal with what you do god always deals with why you do it we always look at the action of the word god says i know how your behavior is i know what your behavior is i know what you're doing i know what you're doing but listen let me deal with this and if I can get my life in here, then now I will take care of everything else you do. Watch. It's so it's, it, it can be dangerous. And can I be honest with you? Our mobile devices give us access to everything, anything in one moment. You can actually live in a fantasy world on your mobile device. You can Let me talk to my fellas just for a minute. Can I talk to my guys just for a minute? Okay. I'm going to talk to my boys just for a minute, okay? If you're the male gender online here, let me talk to you for a minute. Men are motivated by sight. Men are motivated by sight, okay? When men see cars, they want. How many know we do? Now, I saw me a Camaro the other day. I'm like, Jesus, let it be according to your will. Come to my life. Like old school one, 60s. I was like, Jesus, let it come to my life immediately, if not sooner. Because men are motivated by sight. When men see, men want. Did you hear what I said? When men see, men want. And so when we view mobile devices, the opposite sex, right? If we don't guard that, we want it. Because we're motivated by sight. And that's the danger behind what has become vogue in our culture called pornography. Now, I'm not a guy telling you what to do. I'm not not up here trying to tell you what to do. I'm not that guy. I'm just a guy, I'm a pastor, who have talked to many, many, many of men who have struggled with pornography and have wanted to be free from it who wanted it not to rot their thinking and their life because we're so motivated. and I, 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 Yes, I am going to talk about it, okay? Not in a low-level way, but because we're so motivated by sight and most so motivated by what people do and what people don't do. If we don't guard our sight, then that can penetrate our heart And pretty soon we can find ourselves in a relationship being married but wanting something else. And then the enemy will feed that with a moment of dissatisfaction in the relationship and that will bring validity for you to want what you shouldn't have. Can we talk that real today? I'm going to talk to you real today. Does that make sense to you? I don't know. I, I, You know, because, you know, I I feel like I don't get out of the house very much, right? And I'm like, because I have issues. I like to work, and so I'm always working. So, you know, I live 30 minutes from one of the most beautiful places in the world, Lake Tahoe, right? So not about a year, year and a half ago, Pastor D and I were like, hey, you know, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach up at Lake Tahoe. So we decided, okay, we took the cool up there, big mistake. On a Friday, we go up there, right? We were like, we're hauling things through the sand. I'm like, I remember why I don't do this all the time, okay? So you just sit down, okay, and you just lay down, and you're not really paying attention to your surroundings, and you look down, and I look over, and you see everything, all the flesh everywhere, and I'm like, whatever, whatever. I believe in like, taking care of yourself. I want you to be healthy, all that kind of stuff. But I looked over at Pastor D I said, um, when did the bathing suits change? <laughs> She's like, right? I'm like, right? I'm like, when did that change? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. But I remember not seeing all of that. Okay, so you're at the, you are You got to be like, oh. And then I was in Spain. I was in Spain. And nobody, nobody wears clothing over there. And I went to the beach and I was in Spain. I'm there trying to get brown. I'm like, oh, give me some paella. I just want to just enjoy the Mediterranean. I just want to So I went to the beach, I'm laying out there, and nobody has clothing on there. I lasted like an hour. I couldn't even look up. I couldn't look up because there's things everywhere. I mean things, things that you should not see. Things that are not good for a man to see. I was like jesus take the wheel i went back up to my hotel sat in the air conditioner and just stayed this shade of brown (laughs) why why because that's my way of guarding my heart because if you keep looking at that it will over time penetrate your heart and you will want something other than what god has given you in your life You might be saying, Pastor, I ain't married. I'm single to mingle. Yes, that's, you need to guard it even more. So when you enter into the relationship that God gives you, you can enter it in a healthy way without trying to get that corrupt desire and impose it on another person. You've got to let God purify that part of your life. Can we talk that real today? Yes, Is this good, guys? Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but pastor, there's a whole lot of sexy out there. Yes, and you need to guard your heart. Okay. Last thing I'm going to tell you. Number four is, where do you, when do you start planning for your future? Okay? And why do you stray? We're ending the series, so I'm not going to be able to get into those things. But I want to leave you with this last thought. Okay? I want to leave you this last thought. Are you glad you came today? Yeah. Have you enjoyed this series? Yeah. I want you to write this thought down. Okay? You don't have to write it down, but I'm just going to say it to you. The reason why I'm talking about guarding your heart is because God, listen to me, God seats your conscience at the base of your soul. So watch. Everybody look at me. Here's my heart. Okay, here's my head. This is where my faculties exist. This is what I see. This is what I hear. This is what I speak. This is what I smell. How many of you can smell something that can take you back to the day? Look, 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 look. We were walking down the street the other day and someone's lighting up i'm not talking about it marlboro i'm talking about they're rolling they're smoking you know uh, uh cannabis i was told that's the new word cannabis because i said pot the other day like who uses that word it's cannabis i'm like okay cannabis smoking cannabis and when i smelled it i said hey That reminds me of our neighbor, Ramon, when we first got married. Uh, Remember Ramon? She's like, I remember Ramon. He used to say, how you doing? Every day, like, Ramon was high every day, right? And when I smelled it, I said, that's Ramon, right? I said, that's Ramon, right? And so here are my faculties right here. I see, I hear, I smell, I speak. Okay, watch. Here's my heart, the very thing that I'm supposed to guard. God puts your conscience right here. This is the best word picture I can give you, right here. Your conscience is given to you by God because God knows that you're going to see a lot, you're going to hear a lot, you're going to smell a lot, and you're going to speak a lot, but God puts your conscience right here to govern what enters here. And if you listen to the voice of your conscience, it protects your heart from everything you see, hear, speak, and smell. And if you listen to the voice of your conscience that God uses and works through his own voice, it prevents the things that try to penetrate your life from getting right there. That's my way of saying to you, God gave you his conscience and God uses his, your conscience through his word to work what is right and what is wrong in your own life. So don't violate it. Why? Because when you violate it, the more you violate it, the quieter it gets. The quieter it gets. And when it gets quiet you should begin to get nervous because that means you are bypassing the stop signs of your life and those things that are not supposed to, those that are not supposed to penetrate your heart are now beginning to penetrate your heart. Your conscience. God works through it. God uses it. And God will speak to your conscience to govern the activity of your life. So when God says no, that's not when you say yes. Because when God says no, you say okay, because he knows what happens when you say yes. You see the moment, God sees the effect. today. I love you. I love you. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Those of you that are in this room that have let unforgiveness come into your heart, let Jesus heal you. Let him heal you. Let him heal you. Pastor Jasmine is going to come up and give us some announcements. Pastor or Jordan, why don't you come to the piano? We're going to close. I, I Listen. I know, it's 11.27, and we normally don't take churches long, but can I be honest with you? You guys owe me like a, you owe me, okay? You you owe me like five over here, five over there, like two over here, like 30 seconds over there. So today I collected. Today I collected. I won't collect next Sunday, but I collected this Sunday, okay? All right, so listen to your pastor. Come, Pastor Jasmine, because that's going to make them think I'm ending, okay? Come on. Okay, watch. Jordan, play, because that helps him. Okay, listen. Ready? Listen to listen to your pastor. Those of you that are in this room, you're in this room, that have had things come into your heart. You can tell. You can tell. You can tell when hurt comes into your heart because when people, it comes out of your mouth. It comes out of your mouth. It comes out of your mouth. You can tell when, you can tell when anger comes out of your out of your mouth, it means it's in your heart. Well, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. How many of you ever had said that one? Well, I didn't really mean it. No, no, Jesus said from the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. So you can say I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it, but he says like right here, right here is what's going to come out. I pray healing over those areas of your life. I pray healing over er- those areas of your life. Amen. I pray freedom inside your heart today. I pray freedom inside your heart today. I pray freedom. Maybe you're here today and lust has tried to get a hold of your heart. and You've resisted. Temptation has been pushing in on you, pushing in on you, and pushing in on you. That thing has been trying to grab a hold of you. I pray that God would give you the capacity to continue to resist and submit to God. Because if you will do that, you will overcome. Amen. Amen.